0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Comfort Zone. I'm your host, Joe Barksdale. To the first-time visitors as well as the repeat offenders, thank you so much for checking us out. This is a mental health podcast that looks at mental health through the lenses of music, sports, and comedy, or arts and entertainment. Um... This is going to be a solo episode today But before I get into it, I just want to say While these episodes may be therapeutic in nature And have some cathartic qualities I am not a mental health professional Even though I feel like at this point I've met with enough therapists and psychiatrists to be one But that's not how degrees work, ladies and gentlemen So, here we are (laughs) Um, Today I wanted to talk about uh, mental health as it relates to the church a religion, for that matter. Um, you guys know I had my pastor on here a couple of weeks ago, and the conversations come up, you know, in, in, uh, in the podcast as well as outside of my life. Sorry. Outside of the podcast and my regular life about, um, you know, mental health and how it's handled in religion. Uh, so I wrote a little something about it, and I would like to read it for you now. I first came out about being mentally ill in the church, and it hurt my feelings when the people responded so negatively. Being autistic, mentally ill, and larger than average means that I live in a world that wasn't built for me, and that is very frustrating and can do damage to your confidence and self-esteem. Feeling the darkness that I felt inside and not having anyone to talk to about it because mental health in the black community is not even spoken about, and when it is, it's a negative overtone. It's really damaging to you psychologically when the only people that have ever called you crazy and worthless look like you. It's very damaging to not be accepted by your community for something you can't control. You know what does more damage than that, though? When you try to talk about mental health in a church setting and everyone wants to say that you're possessed by the devil and that you're a sinner because you don't rejoice in the Lord always— there is no human being alive or that has ever lived that has rejoiced in the Lord 24-7-365. And that means that when people try to run that line to mentally ill people, such as myself, they are showing no compassion, empathy, or love. I can't tell you how bad it hurts to suffer in silence and then try to break that silence just to have people marginalize you and not even try to understand your issues and what you're going through. But I'm supposed to be made in God's image, just like every other human, right? How does that work? How am I supposed to feel about myself? I thought the church was always saying, you know, come as you are. Why am I being rejected for being who I am? How am I supposed to feel about God and his followers? Where does my hope for a better tomorrow come from when the same people that are telling me that God is perfect, but then also tell me that I'm a mistake? I hate the way the church never wants to do things to help people like me. We have all kinds of events and fundraisers for all kinds of illnesses, except for mental ones, mental ones. We will have a bake sale so that we can go on a mission to other, to other countries in the world while we have hurting people right here in our community and in our churches. You know, that are hiding silent screams of pain in order to not be judged and neglected by members of their church family. Just because you can't see it doesn't mean that it's not there. We use the same logic to justify God's existence and then at the same time try to write off mental illness as personal sin or some kind of other divine judgment, and I'm tired of it. Before I tell you why you should care, let me identify a few people in the Bible that we all know and love that showed signs of mental illness. King David. David was a man after God's own heart. David is a great example of what God can do in and through someone that will trust him fully. But David is also a great example of mental illness in the Bible. According to the National Library of Medicine, evaluation of the passages referring to King David indicated that he was afflicted with some mental disorder. Among the many possibilities, major depression uh, and minor depression are the most likely I don't know why I didn't just say depression is most likely. Of these diagnoses, diagnoses, major depression seems to be the most acceptable. Major depression is also known as clinical depression. It isn't the same as depression caused by a loss, such as a death of a loved one, or a medical condition, such as thyroid cancer. Some signs and symptoms of depression are feelings of sadness, tearfulness, emptiness, or hopelessness, angry outbursts, I'm sorry, these are signs of major depression, Uh, major, I mean, angry outbursts, loss of interest or pleasure in normal activities, sleep disturbances, including insomnia and sleeping too much, anxiety, agitation, and restlessness, frequent or reoccurring thoughts of death, suicidal thoughts or attempts, just to name a few. Have you read Psalm, what is, is it, Psalm, Is it Psalms or Psalm? I feel like it's Psalm. Have you read Psalm 39 and 13 where the author says, look away from me that I may smile again before I depart and am no more. Rough translation, go away from me so that I can be happy again before I die. And you thought that you've talked crazy to God in the past. You ever ended a prayer with, you know, now I lay me down to sleep. I pray the Lord my soul to keep. If I should die before I wake, I pray the Lord my soul to take. And also leave me alone so I can be happy again before I die. Like you realize God is who you see after you die, right? You trying to box with God when you get to the pearly gates? I'm not. Anyway, that's a tangent. You (laughs) You know who wrote that statement? The, you know, give me a couple minutes of peace before I die? King David wrote it. The same man after God's own heart, the same David that killed Goliath. In fact, this was written sometime after he killed Goliath. That's not the only psalm, though. In other psalms, David wrote about fear of the enemy, the guilt that he feels because of his sin, the grief at the loss of his sons and how he felt abandoned by God. This was all after he killed Goliath and was anointed king over Israel. And you can see that his pain, like Israel, is real. Wow, that was cheesy as hell. His pain like Israel is real. Anyway, <laughs> that's so cheesy. I'm sorry. Um, I can't believe I thought that was funny. Okay, uh, his pain is real. That joke was for me. What I'm saying is that David was honest about how he felt in the good times, but also honest about how he felt in the bad times. It's not like David was writing the Psalms like, you know, why so cast down oh my soul? And someone in the temple's like, because you're possessed by Satan. You know, I think that we're too quick to only look at the good things in these people's lives in the Bible. But their hardships are also recorded for a reason. We are all just as broken as David in one way or another. Jesus had to die for us all, didn't he? David's honesty with his own weakness gives hope to us who struggle today. You know what stigma I hate the most about mental illness? When people think that just because you're mentally ill you hear voices and are a threat to yourself and others at all times. I can't tell you how many times I've been told, I mean, I can't tell you how many times I've told people that I'm mentally ill and they immediately start identifying the nearest exits. You know, it's, I don't know. It's weird. Have you heard of the prophet Elijah? He done, yeah. Have you heard of the prophet Elijah? He's done some fantastic things. In fact, one time he called down fire from heaven. You know what happened less than 24 hours after that? He was in the wilderness praying for God to take his life away. Tim Keller says that the Bible is telling us that the strongest Christians, people who are very effective at service and because of their effectiveness at service, can get suicidally depressed. It's the integrity of the Bible to tell us this, to show us this. It's important for us to see. There's a realism about the scriptures, a realism about Christianity. I know that most people just try to yada yada over the verses, but it's there. Elijah prays and asks God to take his life away after performing one of the greatest miracles he recorded. I'm sorry, one of the greatest miracles to be recorded. Sorry, y'all, my dogs are in the background going ham. I'm just trying to... Okay, y'all don't care. Anyway... Now, one thing that always surprised me about Christians being so hush-hush about suicide is that we sing songs all the time about death. You know, one glad morning when this life is over. Or, you know, like, when we all get to heaven. Or, you know, I'll be with you in paradise. You know, all these songs. When the saints come marching in, it'll be the greatest thing ever. But then you're surprised when someone is trying to get there early. Most people say that Elijah was suicidal when he in fact was just very excited to get to heaven. All right, as you can tell this <laughs> As you can tell I wrote a couple jokes in here. Uh I don't know why, but I'm almost done. In the Bible. <laughs> in the Bible, Jesus himself is referred to as a man of sorrows. Jesus suffered. Why can't I? The church is supposed to be a community of believers that help each other and accept all who want to join. But in reality, it's the last place that people will feel comfortable and welcome these days. And that's a problem, not just for me, but for every single person mistreated by the church, regardless of their illness or condition. Don't judge people for things that they can't control. Not every mental illness is a demon. In fact, most aren't. Don't push people away just because they struggle with something that you don't. We all struggle. We all suffer. We all want to be loved. If God made us in his image... And he doesn't make mistakes. Stop making people like me feel like mistakes. Thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, Probably one of the shortest podcasts I've ever done. But hey, thank you. I hope you're doing well. And uh, I hope this helps somebody. And I will catch y'all in the next one. I will catch y'all in the next one. I don't know what's going on with my tongue today. All right, peace.